Welcome to the South Charlotte Servers Podcast. I am your host, Transporter, and this podcast is designed to keep you updated on important topics the PACs are working on right here in South Charlotte. We keep it to 20 minutes or less, for the most part, and we do it in line with our mission to plant, grow, and serve small workout groups for men for the invigoration of male community leadership. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are today, and welcome again to the F3 South Charlotte Cerberus podcast. Today's topic is on networking, and with me here, I have Posse from the Waxhaw region. How are you doing today, Posse? I'm a great transporter. How about you? I'm, uh, I am still better than I deserve. Fantastic. Um, so we're doing these podcasts, getting people more connected in a lot of different ways, but it felt mm-hmm. very relative to start with the networking piece given today's environment. And um, the realism is the fact that there are many people struggling with employment and and trying to get a lot of different things on. And you have had a history, you've been at the backbone of really driving the networking piece inside of South Charlotte. So um, I wanna talk a little bit about that today. Yeah. And uh, I really wanna expand on that topic with you. But before we get into that, if we don't mind, we'd like to get a little history on Posse. Yeah. And so we have some basic questions here. Almost all these podcasts are going to start with. And um, they're going to start with one. When did you start F3? Well, coming up here in July will be five years for me. Five years? Yeah. And why and, did you start it? <laughs> well, I was, I was a sad clown. And in some respects, still have some sad clown aspects to me. But... I could tell that I, I've always enjoyed working out, um, but needed something beyond my own personal uh, abilities to do that. I needed to be in with a group of people. So, for example, I probably had prior to F three, I probably had five years worth of YMCA memberships that I hadn't attended in five years, but I had been paying for those five years. And when I would show up, they would always be classes. So it wasn't something where I could just go to the weight room by myself and and knock out an hour's worth of sets. So I need some uh, somebody around me to push me. And and F3 absolutely did that. So you liked the structure of the classes, but it wasn't enough to keep you going. Yeah, the, the, the perfect piece of that was for every class that I would go into, If I didn't show up for a couple of weeks and then showed up a little bit later, it was as if I had never left or it was as if I had never shown up. Nobody recognized or acknowledged that I even existed in any of those classes. So it didn't matter if I showed up or not. So this wasn't one of the questions. What was the major difference for you when you transitioned into starting F3 five years ago? Oh, in that aspect, it was on the very first day. So and we'll talk about how I got named all that kind of stuff later. But one of the key things that hooked me on the very first day was that everybody, literally everyone in that group came back around and circled back for me. And I was, I was deep in the six. There was no way that I had any ability to, to go and, and catch up with anybody. Everyone was having to come back to me. And once I saw that I wasn't going to be left behind, that's what hooked me in. There And from that very day, uh, I've been in, all in, all the way. So No Man Left Behind was a big piece for you? It was the piece. It was the piece? Yes. Once I saw that you weren't going to leave me behind, then then I'm in. 
then you're then, in. then that that allowed me to get better physically and then get better mentally, emotionally, and get better from a leadership perspective. Everything branched off from there. So was the no man left behind, was that the inclusion piece that made you feel comfortable? What, what was the emotion of people coming back for you that really made you feel part of it? Well, I distinctly remember even in the middle of that, as I'm huffing and puffing and struggling for breath, and there was a part, there was this long mosey that was going on, and I knew where you were going. I, I could tell where everybody was going, and you would still come back and, and come for me. And I even said at one point, I think Snowflake was with me at the time. And he said, and I told him, I know where you're going. Just go, leave me. I begged him to leave me and he wouldn't do it. Kind of changed the subject a little bit and just kind of kept things light. And I was so um, humbled, I guess, that I could clearly tell that I had the, the least physical ability of anybody in the group and still people keep coming back for me that um, in my mind, I thought I was ruining the workout. And once everybody was, I could still see the sweat on everybody's face. I could still see everybody was exhausted. They were the working. End. Yeah. And they were still working. So it was that odd balance of being able to, you were able to still get your own workout and yet still come back for me. And once I saw that I wasn't going to hold people back, and I would still be accepted, I would still be allowed to come in, then that's what locked it in for me. Game on. Yep. So you're huffing and puffing. You got the people coming back for you to pick you up. You were, you were part of the game at that point. Tell us about how Posse came to fruition. Mm. Yeah, so for the eight people that showed up that day, six of them knew me. So the only two people that didn't know me was the Q and one other guy, Snowflake. Everybody else in that group knew me. So when we came into the end and they were trying to give me a name, uh, the very first question in the queue, which was crab cake at the time, asked, he said, all right, so who brought you out? And when the six other guys kind of raised their hand, he goes, oh, the whole posse brought you out. There you go. And so I'm so glad that that, that was it because prior to that, um, there was another guy in from the Fort Santini. He and I have been friends uh, since eighth grade. And so he had told me about F3. Uh, long before, but I had no intentions of going to Fort Mill for a workout. Um, but when he did that, I went, ahead, I went ahead and read the entire F3 website. I read the entire lexicon and exicon, viewed all the videos, did all that in one night. So I knew everything that was going to happen uh, for that workout for that very first oh, day. Hold on a second. Um, you did that before you went to the first workout? Oh, yeah. When, when Santini first told me about it. And I said no, but I still went back through and read the entire thing the entire website. And I read all the back blasts. I literally read everything on there. And so I knew that I knew what it was about. And especially with, with your continued um, persuasions that you, uh, you and the rest of the neighborhood finally got me out. And so I'm, I'm grateful for that. I'm deeply appreciative of that. I mean, and here five years later, you're part of the leadership of F3. Um, What is your current roles in F3? So right now I'm, Got a couple of different roles. So right now, I'm one of the two weasel shakers for for Waxaw. Um, we were also part of the the kind of initial board to be created out of Waxaw uh, from SOB. So that that could be another story of just being picked as part of that leadership to go through there um, was amazing. And uh, so do that. I'm a site queue for homecoming. Um, 
There's another site that we're going to open up soon in Waxhaw. I will roll off as site queue at homecoming and pick up a new site queue in uh, Waxhaw Elementary. Oh, that's exciting. Yeah. Very cool. Well, this will take us into your, your next biggest role, which is the networking guru. Yeah. Um, I don't know that there's a technical name for it. We probably should name one. You know, <laughs> well, it, maybe it, I'm just the Q of network. Yeah, well, you know, Dred's got all these cool names. He can think of them on the fly. I can't. But yeah. uh, we'll certainly have to come up with some lexicon for the networking guys. Um, but, you know, I've known you now for seven years. And, yep. uh, you know, we've known each other for a long time. And once you got into F3, you were the first one that really grabbed this by the reins and you created a channel uh, for it on Slack. Uh, you continue to push it. We'll get into some of the things that you've done with that. But um, I wanted to start with a very basic question, which is, you know, what does networking mean to you? Well, that's a great question because that answer has changed for me over the course of these last couple of years. So prior to doing that networking channel, the idea of networking to me was more of this event that most everybody else probably has where you get a whole bunch of people together that you don't know. You've got a whole stack of your own business cards and you're hoping that by the end you've gotten rid of all your cards and you've picked up somebody else's cards. And maybe out of that, maybe two or three people would have been good connections and you may, um, you may talk with them a little bit later. But in my mind, I always had the concept that it was a very transactional kind of thing of, hey, I'm looking for a job. Can you help me? Or this person's trying to sell something. I know I know the guy that you're trying to sell into. But So it's a very transactional kind of thing. So if that's what most people's definitions are, that's a horrible definition to have. And for good reason, nobody wants to do that kind of networking. So what I've done, I've changed the way that, that I think about networking. And I'm trying to push a new idea of what networking means to me. So now, now I've tried to simplify it into to just an element of there's just three people, sometimes two, but normally three people, ideally three people, where you've got one person that's the, the introducer and the two guests. And you can either be one of the introducers or you can be one of the guests. But you're just trying to tie these people together that have one thing in common. And once you introduce these two people in common, that's it. That's the level of expectation that you have. You do not need to take on the expectation that they're either going to become best friends or that one person's going to get a job out of it. You have to remove any kind of expectations as to what, what's going to happen as a result. All your job is, is to just make the introduction. You know, I have a very specific example of that. As you, as you say it, that came to mind, um, you know, we're going to get a little bit more into the the F three aspect of this, but you know, Rock Thrill, who mm-hmm. I, I know, I've known of him. I've been to some of his races. I've been in races with him. Enjoy him immensely. Just a super super guy. Right. But I can't say that I knew him all that well. But I posted something on on your Slack channel, and he just brought the two of us together. You know, and that was the level of engagement. Like you said, it was three people. He was the connector or the yeah. you know the the introduction maker. And you know, out of that, I've hired someone from F three. So I I think that's a Great example of that. So with that, you know, you know, with that very simple definition of networking, I, to me, makes perfect sense. What does it look like inside of F3? I mean, obviously, I just gave my example, but where sure. do you see other examples of that inside of F3 self specifically? Yeah. So this brings up a really interesting concept, because when you t- think about F3 and you think about all the guys that you post with, 
for the most part, you don't really know what they do unless they've got a nickname that tells you what they do. For example, Doc McStuffins. All right. It's obvious that he's doing something veterinary or something like that. Um, but for, if, if they're named right, you really have no idea what they do. And that really flattens everybody's beliefs of hierarchy, especially in the male culture. Uh, when outside of F3, when we're looking at somebody, one of the first three questions we always ask is, what do you do? What do you do? So that I can then size you up. Am I similar to you? Are you above me? Am I below? Am I above you? That kind of thing. Well, with F3, that that whole thing gets removed completely. All right. So now with, with F3, that we don't really know what each person does for a vocation. Now we have to take an, an extra step to actually just ask that question. However, because we've worked out with each other, we have a sense of their of your own personality and your characteristics. It's easier to ask that question, and it the answer doesn't really mean as much unless you're specifically looking for a job or you happen to know somebody. So, so that's kind of the conundrum with F3 that everybody's flat. You don't really know what everybody does, but you do need to now, as part of this networking piece, start to ask those questions and figure out what they do, where they work, that kind of thing. So inside of F3, um, one example for me was I was on a mosey with um, Chipotle. And so at that time, uh, I, I was out of work. And so I was asking him, well, what do you do? And so he goes, I work for AT&T. Well, I just so happened to have been talking with Madison over in Area 51, who also works for AT&T. And so I go, did you know Madison and you work there? He goes, no. And he knew of Madison, but didn't even know that they uh, worked at the same company. Turns out, once I introduced them, turns out they were only, they worked like 20 feet away from each other. And they never and, knew each other worked there. Yeah. Wow. So having that, that low expectation of just connecting people upon one common piece is really all that's necessary to do that. Now, I also have no expectation. I don't know what's happened since then. I don't know if they've uh, worked together a little bit more. I don't know if they work out more and that's outside my realm of, of concern right now. Right. Not part I, of that responsibility of yeah, being a connector. I did my job. I connected right. and I can move on. So having that mentality of I'm just connecting you and then I move on, I find somebody else, I find two other people that I can connect. And that just overall, by having that mindset with enough people doing that, it's going to bring us all closer together at, not, in, not just as a region, but as a super region, if That's you will. Absolutely. You know, Malcolm Gladwell talks about that in one of his books. It was a great example of a connector. Of some oh, guy tipping had, point. Oh, it was tipping point. Yeah. Yeah. I love that, you know, how he described that person. And I just really aspired to that because it was like, wow, I, that's a very positive character trait. So um, you're clearly passionate about it. Um, mm -hmm. And so what I ask is, what drives that passion in you? What, what what made you want to become this person that took this leadership role inside of F3 to, to start this networking aspect of our world? Sure. So this goes back two years ago around Christmas time. I had, even though I had been in F3 for a while, I had just now at that point read Free to Lead. Um, read it in a couple of days. There's a section in there. There's a couple sections in there about the reverse flow incubator and it also talks a little bit about as they were trying to make their their second workout location and, and getting people ready to cue that particular workout. So the combination of that, plus the year before that, I had been out of work 
while I was working out at F3. And it was an okay experience, but for the most part, it, it F3 didn't help me very much. Um, a lot of that was my own fault. Uh, I, by being unemployed, I started going inward. Uh, I didn't really talk too much. People knew that I was out of work, but I didn't really share my feelings about how things were going and um, small victories or anything like that. And so every, you know, maybe every two or three months, it was a long unemployment. Every two or three months, somebody would check in and go, do you have a job yet? Um, and that's, that's a yes or no kind of thing that if you don't have one yet, it's a horrible way to answer. No, I don't. And, and so that, that really doesn't feel good. So I put those pieces together and said, I've, I've got this experience with F3. I know I've got a, a whole bunch of brothers who would love to help me, but they don't know how. And I know that there's other people that have experienced the same kind of job loss and all the feelings that go with it. And I feel like I could help them too. So if I could combine all of that together and it seemed like the most obvious thing, the only thing I thought of was creating another channel on Slack and do a networking piece and doing that. And I had read the, the tipping point book too. So you put all of those pieces together and that's how this networking channel came about. So you basically just gave it a platform that people could talk about it and feel comfortable with it and understanding that still feelings involved, there's still emotions involved, but it at least gives a forum for people to say, Hey, I'm in this position, you know, or Hey, I need somebody. Right. I mean, it's, yeah. it's both sides of that. Exactly. Yeah. We've had a lot more success on people looking for work side than we have looking for people side, if that makes sense. So the goal is to make it just as effective on both sides. But for right now, our, our best work has been on people looking for work. Which is good, right? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we're, we're, it's progress. It's accelerating. Right. right. We're always we're doing something better. And, and it gives people a platform. Like you said, you know, you're in that position. You don't know how to express it. Um, and people can be or the packs can be a lot more open with each other about it. Yeah. In this first iteration, it's been more uh, more data driven. Just this person is looking for work in this sector. Uh, there's not been a lot of emotion and talking through uh, feelings. Uh, as we get later on, uh, I've got plans for trying to make that get more inclusive as well. But for right now, it's just more data driven. Who's looking for what, where? And that in itself has been a great first step because uh, a lot of times you're working out with people and don't even know that they're out of work. A lot of people will experience unemployment and won't tell anybody. Yeah, I can imagine that sometimes that's a really big challenge for a lot of PACs. So. Yeah, there's a stigma associated with it. Um, going back to what we were saying earlier of the first three questions that you ask is, what do you do? Mm, and so true. if you don't have anything to answer for that, then your own identity then drops significantly because you don't have an answer for that. So by having this out here, I'm trying to erase some of that stigma that goes along with it to your point the same way the rock thrill is has been a great advocate for um, drug abuse mental health all of those things that have come along with that uh, being unemployed is another facet of that that we need to work on removing that stigma great so with that what what has been your greatest reward in doing this so far what you know what are the best emotions you've experienced from doing this the best thing for me has been Twofold. One, in order for me to get other people to buy into this, I had to open up myself. I had to show 
my failings. I had to show where I'd messed up. I had to show um, and talk about the way that my wife looked at me when it's month four and I still haven't found anything. And that look in her eye of you're still here. What? Why haven't you found anything yet? And that, that questioning, that frustration, being able to relay those feelings to other guys. And there've been plenty of times where I could see them just open up and, and they didn't realize that somebody else had experienced that exact same, the same thing. feelings. And so once they did, then that allows them to open up and, and be able to, to talk through a little bit more. And they have a little bit more confidence that they know that they're not alone. They're not experiencing this alone. This is something that everybody else goes through too. And that's been a great thing. So I've, I've gone through some healing myself because I've had to open up. That's the only way that, that people were going to buy into this. Uh, and then to see other people experience that exact same thing. And now they go about, there's plenty of other guys now that where they haven't either thought about being a connector or it just wasn't such a priority to them. Now I see this active activity happening in the networking channel all the time where there are certain people that as soon as somebody says, I need something, they go, I know a guy or I got a guy. And similar to what you'd think about on the recommendations channel of just looking for, hey, I need somebody to fix my AC unit or something like that. We're getting that same kind of behavior from networking as well. So one of my takeaways from what you just said, which was really interesting is, you know, your first experience with this when you were part of F3 uh, and you were out of work is you, you, you retracted, you know, and then you felt this kind of, Hey, people didn't know how to speak to you. The packs didn't know how to engage with you or the questions were really one. And the, your greatest reward is when you opened up. Yes. I mean, that, that's what I'm hearing from you is that, Hey, when you, you engage in transparency and you said, Hey, I'm being vulnerable here. And you felt that reward from other people and, and encouraged them to open their vulnerable vulnerability as well mm -hmm. that became a reward for you absolutely wow yeah it was and we will hear this over and over again of when you're willing to become vulnerable yourself then you especially in f3 i've yet to find somebody that has opened up for anything whether it's alcohol abuse drug abuse uh sex addiction i mean we've i've, I've heard practically everything um from an F3 brother. And I have yet to hear them say, and then they just came bashing on me. It's been nothing but uh, come around and, and either they say, wow, I've experienced the same thing. Or if they can't quite relate, they can still come by and say, that sucks. I, I hate that for you, but I'm with you. I'm standing beside you and I will continue to stand beside you as you go through this process, but you're not alone in this. It's ironic, isn't it? I mean, I think about that. I hear you say it logistically. It's been my experience the whole time. But even at times when I'm struggling with something, I'll tend to pull back. And mm -hmm. I'll just tend to run or hustle or do whatever. And the the reality is 100, I 100% agree with you is when you're just honest and say, I'm, I'm down right now. I'm struggling right now. You know, my wife and I, we're not getting along right now. Um, and to have the brothers that have come along with you and just... They're with you. I've never, ever felt condoned for anything. Yeah, And yet we still fight that internally. I, I, I don't just maybe natural human nature or, you know, ego or whatever the case is. But um, it certainly feels like that we struggle with that. So, you know, a natural question, you know, hearing it directly from you uh, would be, what would you encourage 
the, the men of F3 as far as networking to do? And what does that look like? We want to continue to push this envelope of, of connecting people. Yeah. So the first part is kind of what we were saying earlier of if you've got that networking definition the same way that I defined it early earlier with the large groups and that kind of thing, I'd like you to try and think of it completely differently. Let's reset what you define as networking and really turn this into baby steps or, or low expectations, whatever you need to do in order to, to make this manageable. Because when you set the bar so high for, I'm going to be in a big group and I'm going to exchange business cards with everybody, for a lot of guys, even if we're outgoing, that particular aspect is very difficult for a everybody except a very small group of individuals. Yeah. All right. So then reset everything to, I'm just going to connect you. I'm just going to find two other guys that I know that have something in common that they don't know about each other. And I'm going to bring them together. That's it. Just keep it very simple like that. If you've got, um, if you know more about each other, about these other two people, then definitely help fill in some of those gaps so that it makes the small talk between those two when you pull yourself out of that picture a little, more a little bit more comfortable. Yeah. So there's been a couple of times where I've said something where I've written up an introduction to somebody and, and said, you know, you two remind me of each other. So you're either going to hate each other or you're going to love each other. But <laughs> No middle ground. Right. But by saying it that way, even if they don't quite, if they things kind of feel rocky up front, they've got in the back of the mind, it's rocky because he's just like me, as opposed to it's rocky, this isn't working out, I need to bail, right? So I've already kind of preset their, their, uh, their judgment for them so that they will continue to keep talking even when it's a little rocky. So with that, um, can you give us a couple examples of connections? I mean, you said you typed an introduction. What was that, an email? Uh, what, what are some different examples that you've done personally to help this connection point? Yeah, great point. What I try and do as much as possible is do this all around LinkedIn. The reason that LinkedIn is the, the preference for this is because once you connect to somebody, in most of all the cases, you're able to see who they know. And that's the essence of, of this networking piece is not only to know who you know, it not only to know you, but to know who you know that I might not know. So by being able to, to search for a company that you're looking for or a particular position to go, oh, Transporter is connected to this person. Now I can just go and ask, hey, can you introduce me to this person? I see you're connected. Can you introduce me to them? So LinkedIn helps out a bunch. And that's the other thing that I do in these connections is I'll make the LinkedIn connection separately to each person. And then in LinkedIn, you're also able to create a group message and put both of them in there. And I always title it their F3 names with a arrow in between them. And so they automatically know that this is going to, that this message is between F3 guys, as opposed to just using their regular names. So it's a subset inside of LinkedIn. Yeah. Nice. And, and by doing that and then just doing those quick in, intros, uh, depending on how well I knew each one, I'll give as much detail as I, I can about each one. And normally I see them still having a couple of messages back and forth, uh, just, hey, how's it going? But I can see within about a week or so that then they those two get connected to each other on LinkedIn. I'm able to see that. And now I know, again, that's all I can do. That's the 
That's the expectation. Then it's on them. Yeah. They got to figure out where to take it from there. Right. So speaking of taking it from there, I'd like to spend just the next couple of minutes of where you see this next level of networking going, of which we have to name. At some point, we're going to have to name this. Sure. Um, you know, you're the one who started it. So I, I would, uh, I'd encourage you to come up with a cool name. Well, I've got one name for this next phase, this kind of phase two, but then there's also a phase three. All right. So phase two is basically a networking shield lock. So what I'm trying to do, and I've already got some great help with uh, Kirby and SOB, ALF in Area 51 and Bottle Cap and Waxaw, is as we find people who are experiencing unemployment, we need to try and group them together. And here's ideally, but it won't always be this clean. Ideally by uh, same job title, if not by same job title, by same industry, and if not by same industry, by region. So by connecting them that way and you put them together in groups of two, no more than three, and they have to agree that during this time of unemployment, they have to do a couple of things. One, they have to be able to talk with each other weekly about uh, small victories or small losses and things that are going on from a, a job perspective to be able to talk through that. Uh, the reason for that is there's just some kind of disconnect that I consistently see from people that are unemployed versus people that are employed. If I have a great interview, but it still hasn't led to a job. I know there's four more interviews before I could get to the end of this. I'm excited that this first interview went well, but if I try and tell a guy that's already working about that small victory, it just doesn't, I don't quite get the impact. All right. I don't quite get the the feedback that I'm looking for. Whereas when I talk to somebody else who's out of work and I relay that same thing, then I get the kind of response that I'm expecting. The wow, that's great. Glad to hear the victory that victory response. Yeah. yeah. And uh, by the same token, if things don't go well, they go, ah, that sucks. That happened to me too just yesterday. And so there's specifically like when I talk to my wife about those kind of things, in her mind, it's very binary. Do you have a job? Yes or no. Yeah. All right. So if you don't, then anything else you tell me is irrelevant. I need to talk to some other guys that can that can share these highs and lows and basically raise the floor up so that things don't get so bad when things go wrong and also help boost me for things when they do go well to, to boost me a little bit more so that I carry that high for a little bit longer Absolutely. through this job search. So having that networking shield lock, I think, is going to be the next element to, to get us together and, and help improve this process a little bit more. What a great idea. Uh, so that's phase two. Phase three is being able to take this whole concept and replicate it out to the rest of the nation. So I'd like to be able to basically create a playbook. Uh, if anybody is, has been into uh, either the Q school or site Q school, you know that we've got some documentation that goes along with that. Uh, that all didn't get created at once. That was the, Built over time. Yes. And that was bits of feedback from this person or somebody realized that, hey, we didn't talk about this in Q school. And so now there, there's a whole body of work that can go out to anybody and it's almost self-contained there. I'd like to be able to do the same thing with this networking component where if there's a region that they've got several different packs that they want to help out, but they don't quite know how, rather than reinvent the wheel and have them try and do all of this from scratch, just give me a call or shoot me an email, catch up with me on Twitter, and we can just send this whole document to them 
and everything's baked in. They can go ahead and pick out the things that they think are going to be sure. uh, relevant for them. And at the same time, I want them to come back and say, hey, we tweaked this and this seems to work even better. And, and so now it becomes a, a feedback loop where things have gotten better throughout the region and we're able to make every region better in terms of, of this kind of networking component. So there's I mean, there's a foundation already laid, yeah. you know, and we're building on that foundation. We can build, make it better. Exactly. I mean, that's the bottom line. Right. Because everything, every time you start off on something, it's never going to be perfect. It's it's always going to start off pretty crappy. But if you've got enough people that are willing to invest in that idea and, and are willing to try and improve that and you build that culture, which F3 is nothing but that improvement culture, then this can take off and, and be massive. And the results from that hopefully should be pretty obvious where, first of all, the second F level, the the fellowship that occurs from going through something like that, the the fellowship piece goes through the roof. So people really start to come together. And especially if you've got employed people and unemployed people working together to try and get some other jobs going, absolutely, um, that's going to be great. Um, then ideally our, our F3 brothers are going to be able to get back to work sooner. They're going to, and then they're going to feel more empowered. They're going to feel more like contributing uh, back to the rest of the group again. And past that same kind of networking knowledge and their their ability to be connectors to other people because there'll always be somebody that's going to be out of work and we can always do something to, to help them out from that standpoint. So uh, not to put you on the spot here, yeah. but uh, when does phase two and phase three begin? <laughs> Posse. Um, well, the, the second phase is kind of working right now. We're kind of doing it in beta, have some outstanding help from Kirby and SOB. He's basically the cue of this in, in SOB. ALF is doing this for the Area 51 region, and Ballacap is doing this in the Waxhaw region. So we've got a few cues. The, the thing that we need now is right now I think there's about six people that I know of that are looking for work. I know there's more, and we've got to remove that, that stigma of, looking for work is some mark of shame and it's absolutely not. It's not. We need to get more people to to open up about that. And that's going to make these uh, networking shield locks that much easier to, to put together because there's going to be more people in your industry, in your job title, they'll be easier to, to put you together. Absolutely. So, what about phase three? Phase three, I probably should do that now, I guess, because uh, that's something I feel like I can just kind of, place a voicemail in the, the COT podcast, uh, the call in line and ask for help from that, that helping to build that playbook, so to speak. And I think once that gets out, uh, it'll build up its own momentum. I think the combination of that, I've also started a, a Twitter handle, F3 Mammon, uh, F3M-A-M-M-O-N. So that's kind of a biblical word from the, the daily bread kind of concept. Um, if you're familiar with con- Concentrica, it's the outer rim. So I'm trying to throw in a daily tip or, or something to give people either hope or help um, on that daily basis for the employment side of things. So the combination of all of that should be able to help us really do better in, from this standpoint. That's awesome. So can you just give that F3 Twitter handle one more shout yeah, out for yeah. everyone? Because it seems like a good starting point. Yeah, yeah. If you could follow that, I'd really appreciate it. And also give me some some tips as well, because right now everything I've got is just based off of bad experiences of my own. So it's F3 Mammon, 
M-A-M-M-O-N. And you can also email me if you want to, f3posse at gmail.com. Be glad to, to help you out from that standpoint, too. And get your get some information, get some ideas. Um, that's the part that I've, I've struggled with in this is that kind of have created this in a vacuum. And so I'm in love with my own ideas. But it, there's always that element of we got to build this back up and, and help some other people. And I need to do a better job of of broadcasting. And so that's why I'm so thankful that that you've uh, asked me on here. I think this is a, an easy way to broadcast broadcast this out and get some get some more people on board. Awesome. Well, it sounds like there's a couple places we could start for those that aren't aware of the Slack channel out there, uh, which is just underscore networking. Is that correct? Yeah. Hashtag hashtag networking. So if you're not on that, uh, you know, regardless of your situation, jump on that. So we know what, uh, what what's going on with the packs out there and, and how bring, we can... you bring up a good point. If I can interrupt, because yeah. even if you're not looking for work right now, if you like this concept of connecting people, that is the perfect place to hop on there and try out those connecting skills because we need everybody in there. We need people that are looking for work. We need people that are looking for people and we need those people that are connectors or want to be better connectors. So absolutely, we need as many people in there as possible. Yeah, kind of to one of your original points is, hey, you know this person and you know that person and all you have to do is do the intro. And if you see somebody in there that's looking for something at this point in time or need something you know both can be connected at the same time exactly so awesome well posse i just want to thank you again for coming on today um just very grateful for your leadership in this arena and the fact that you're bringing people together you are the connector and tipping point was a tipping point yeah um and i love that you guy was from texas but you're not from texas but um thank you for doing your work here and looking forward to just what you're doing and, and bringing more people together so well, thank you so much, Transporter. Thanks again for having me on. Thanks again for bringing me out uh, almost five years ago and, and continuing to not give up on me. So I really appreciate it. It's my pleasure. Thank you, brother. Take care.